Imagine a world where you actually own your money, where you are your own bank, where we can choose to use banks, but we don't have to, where we don't need permission from certain authorities to do things with our money. Today's episode is all about DeFi. Enjoy. Welcome to the Crypto Labs Experience, where freedom to us is simply non-negotiable. This podcast is dedicated to helping you take your power back and create your own version of financial freedom. Join us as we surf the blockchain and explore the world of crypto, DeFi, and the future of money. Buckle up and enjoy the adventure. So welcome back to the Crypto Labs podcast. This has been such a joy. I love getting messages. I love hearing about the aha moments that have been happening because of this podcast. First of all, I just want to say congratulations for stepping into this world, for having the courage and the open-mindedness to ask the question, is this the best way? That's, that's the only conversation I'm interested in. Is this the best way? Like looking at a cup and being like, is this the actual best way to drink this water? Or is there a better way? Oh, look, someone made up a straw. That to me is makes for an exciting life, makes for a life of creativity. I mean, as an entrepreneur, I obviously look at things and like to embrace that mentality. Is this the best way? Is there a better way to do something? Sure, we may have done this for thousands of years, but is there a better way? And why I fell in love with the whole crypto, you know, DeFi space is because, well, first of all, the answer is no, this is not the best way. There is a better way. We still have a little while to get there. But but is the idea of having a centralized authority who is in full control of our money, who can shut off our debit cards or visa cards, cut us off from the bank, say no to loans, say no to sending money here, there, over there, whatever, receiving money, freezing our funds. Is that the best way? It's all we knew. And so it was the best way until now, but technology and the internet has changed. I mean, Fundamentally, technology and the internet has changed the way we live our daily lives, the way we do business, the way that we do marketing, advertising, the way we communicate with each other. And banks and governments have been resistant to a lot of changes in their own systems and the way they do things. And that makes sense. Of course, banks are going to want to hold on to their power. We can't even fault them for it. This isn't like I don't blame the government for being the government. Of course, they're going to want to hold on to power. Of course, politicians are going to say whatever it takes to say in order to get your vote. Of course they are. That's the game they play. See it for what it is. Embrace it. Awesome. Good. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. I don't care. I make my own economy. Don't care what the government does, says. Don't care who's in power. DeFi has given me a kind of a next level approach to creating my own economy being in charge of my own finances. Banks, of course banks are going to want to hold on to their power. They're the banks. We can't blame them for it. 
When we deposit money, yes, it's insured. Yes, they'll take care of us. But they still want to be in power. Now, I think a lot of banks, and this is happening so fast, are realizing, hey, our customers, our clients, they want exposure to crypto. Hey, they're getting loans somewhere else. We need to embrace this technology. And I think banks are really starting to embrace it and say, how can we offer this? How can we work with this? So we can give our customers or clients what they need, what they want. And they'll stay with us. Awesome. Capitalism at its finest. Competition is a great thing. And I love it. And fundamentally, I think the, the best way to sum up DeFi. Now, of course, DeFi is a, you know, crypto is such a massive umbrella term now. It's like, oh, crypto. Well, what do you mean by crypto? Are we looking at coins, tokens, projects? Are we, are we looking at, you know, uh, in the gaming space? Are we looking at DeFi? What about in DeFi? Are we looking at lending, borrowing, saving? What are we looking at? So crypto is, is a very big umbrella term. I think we know that by now. DeFi is a, you know, a, 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 a massive niche within that space. And when I say DeFi, I think fundamentally what I'm really referring to is a system a way of doing finance that doesn't require any permission from like a central authority to perform a certain transaction. That basically sums up DeFi. Now within DeFi, of course, there's a ton of projects, protocols, and ways of doing things, a lot of different technology, a lot of different experiments. A lot of this stuff is early. We need to get educated. So we know what we're getting into. So... I guess another way to think of DeFi is if, if, if we kind of thought as crypto as like the iPhone and it created this movement, this opportunity for a lot of different financial applications to be built upon it, and we're talking about using blockchain technology, that would be a pretty good example or explanation of DeFi. We've got the blockchain, the underlying technology. You know, Bitcoin kind of really married this whole idea of digital money, digital finance with the blockchain. And now applications, there's many different blockchains, of course, now, and different applications can be built upon these blockchains to offer different decentralized financial services. They're not in control. They're not controlled by one single entity. So for example, if you want to take a loan, traditionally, we'd have to go to the bank. Our age, our, I don't know, our background, our jobs, our, I don't know, whether we have a criminal record or not. I used to work on oil rigs. I met a lot of people who did times in prison, who were amazing people. They had their life together and they were moving forward in life. And I know Canada is a little bit different than the United States. Like the prison system in the U.S. is whack. But to me, I'm like, I don't care what color skin you have. I don't care where you come from. I don't care your language. I don't care your sex. I don't care your history. I don't care what you do for work, what your job is. None of that matters to me. Many of those can be tiny little factors. Like if I was to lend some money, of course, some of those will be factors. 
And then let's say you do get the loan. The bank sends the interest rate. It is what it is. The bank can increase that interest rate whenever they want. We're seeing that happen very, like we're, we're seeing those interest rate hikes happening at a rapid pace right now. And if you fail to make a payment, guess what? The bank will seize any assets that maybe you held as collateral. Every transaction you want to do has to go through the bank. Every payment you do, and they're always going to take the little chunk of profit. It's the bank. I get it. I get it. But what if there was some different way? What if we could do peer-to-peer lending? What if we could use, and this isn't what if, this is what's happening right now. What if if you wanted a loan, you could put up some collateral, and we could get into an agreement. I don't have to trust you because the smart contracts take care of that. The code within the smart contract takes care of that. And I could lend you money. You could put up some collateral. We could set our own interest rate, which would be probably nowhere near what the bank wants. And it could be plain as day what the agreement is. Both parties, there's no there's no little fine print. There's no trickery. I can't raise the interest rate on you. It's a much more fair way of doing things. It's very transparent. And again, it's peer-to-peer. I don't need to know who you are. I don't need to know your history. I don't need to know your age, your sex, your race, your, your religion that you practice. Here's the agreement. And if you fail to make a payment, here's a collateral and here's what happens next. Awesome. Done. If we expand our minds beyond this and start thinking about all the agreements, all the loans, all the bank accounts that could be opened. And when I say bank accounts, I mean accounts within the DeFi world. Regardless of who someone is, their social status, their social class, again, their country, their city. That's what inspires me so much about this space. And that's why there's so much innovation because that's a massive problem. I forget how many billions. I think it was like 2 billion are unbanked. They don't have a bank account. Most have a phone, which is crazy. I've been to a a few third world countries and it always amazes me how even the poorest of the poor, they've got a phone. I got inspired by the internet because there's also income opportunities on the internet for anyone with a phone. Like, literally, you could buy something off, you know, Alibaba, or you could buy a product here and sell it over here and keep the difference, which is an entire business models that people do. They sell something over here for $20. They know they can get it over here for $12. When someone purchases the $20 item, they purchase the $12 item and ship it directly to that person. Anyone with a cell phone has access to that. The internet changed that. Now, many people don't have access to the internet, but that's also changing. I mean, look at Starlink. When everybody has a phone, everybody has internet, and, and now you can 
sort of visualize why DeFi is spreading so quick because the underlying technology that is cell phones or phones, internet, and blockchain. A beautiful moment in you know, human history when those three things are coming together and there's entire industries being built upon it. Now, it's still young. There's still problems with it. I'm not saying there's not. It's not like we have figured it out, but we are figuring it out. It's a problem that can't be ignored. It has to be solved. And so investing in different projects and different companies, in my opinion, is a really smart move. Now, you know what's also really cool about this is all of the profits that a typical bank makes, which is massive, the users of that protocol, of that bank, the investors, and investors being those who may be, you know, saving money within that quote-unquote bank, who are lending the money, who are borrowing the money, all of that is contained within the ecosystem. And us, the users, the investors, the holders, get paid the profits. That's pretty cool. And, and again, I think what inspires me the most, now there is the dark side to this, of course, or the, the downside to it is you're the custodian of your dollars. You've got to know about security. You've got to invest in the education. What I love about crypto, and this is our, the episode that's coming up here, so I don't want to talk about this too much, is that it forces us to learn about finance in a way that school never taught us. That's what inspires me the most. It's like some 16-year-old who has $100 to invest they look at crypto. Now, they might lose that 100 bucks. Not a big deal. But the education they learn through going through it, instead of just, hey, put the money in a bank account and it is what it is, it forces you to start learning about, oh, how does the banking system work? How does our financial system actually work? That's what's so cool to me. I see like 14-year-olds with more financial literacy and an understanding of money and the Federal Reserve and currencies than like 40, 50 year olds because it's forcing us to learn. That that also really inspires me. Like if you've been thinking of getting in crypto and you're just thinking about all the money you could make, that's great. That's one side of it. But think about the education. Think about the, the being on the forefront of the technology. Think about the business opportunities, the investment opportunities, everything else that comes with it and how much better you'll be in you know the traditional finance world like tenfold, which is another reason why I love DeFi, because it forces us to be like, oh, okay, I'm going to hold this money. I'm going to be the custodian of my bank account. I'm going to track my finances a little bit closer. I'm going to, you know, understand the, like, we don't look at our bank and be like, oh, what's the P&L for the bank look like? But when you're getting into different protocols, you're like, okay, what's the total value locked? How many users? How many wallets? How many transactions? What's happening? What are the fees? Like we actually start looking at it and just by doing that, like crypto made me a better entrepreneur. Crypto made me a much, much more savvy and better investor in the traditional finance, like index funds and stocks. Has made me more aware of what's happening within my bank account, what's happening within my visas, my landed credits the rewards through different, you know, cards I hold. It just made me more aware. It got me more educated. 
And I don't know, I say that's like a hidden benefit, but I'd be like, that's almost the biggest benefit of all of this. That's DeFi. Now, this isn't financial advice, but if you spend 10, 15 minutes, and we have some episodes that dive deeper into DeFi and different protocols, uh, different portfolio allocations. Of course, every Friday we do an update, like a market update, and I make sure that I touch on DeFi and just see what's going on and see what's happening. But just spend 15 minutes. You, know, you could Google different DeFi protocols or lending protocols, how to borrow money through DeFi. I think your mind will be blown by how massive this space already is and how much innovation is happening. And I'll leave it at that for our 15, 20 minutes here. www.cryptolabsresearch.com. We do have a free course on DeFi as well that dives in even deeper, like the underlying technology. I think understanding how the blockchain works. And it's like you think you understand it, and then you go through it again, and you're like, whoa, I just learned something new. Oh, I learned something new. Oh, layer zeros, layer ones, layer twos. Oh, hot wallets, cold wallets. Learn. Like, just invest the 20 minutes, 15 minutes per day. Our course is about an hour and a half long, worth taking. www.cryptolabsresearch.com. And of course, tune into this podcast. Right now, we're doing episodes Monday, Wednesday, and then a market update on Fridays. Join us. If anything, if you're enjoying this podcast, just subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, you can find it on Spotify and everywhere else. I think we have it on Amazon Music or whatever, Amazon Podcasts and a few other places, um, wherever the heck that's set up. But of course, uh, Apple iTunes is where 80% of our listeners listen to this podcast. If you are enjoying it, leave a review on iTunes. I'd greatly appreciate that. Helps us more than you know. And of course, CryptoLabsResearch.com. Check it out. We also run our DeFi, Crypto, Blockchain, Passive Income program where we guarantee our clients will be in two passive income streams by the end of our time together. But beyond that, it's not like we tell you exactly what to do. We show you where to find the projects, basically how to fish, where to find the projects, how to rate projects, a 32-step framework for breaking projects down, seeing what's aligned, seeing what's interest, what's a great investment, and we'll walk you through the process of getting into a few projects. I love passive income projects. I'm an entrepreneur. Cash flow is the name of the game. I like to share that philosophy with our clients, and we show you the projects we're in, and at the end of the day, you're going to make your own decisions. You're going to understand what you're doing. You're going to have more knowledge on crypto and DeFi than most of these YouTuber influencers that, you know, think they do. You'll feel confident. You'll know exactly why you're doing it, what you're doing it. You'll know what to look out for, and you will feel in control. I think crypto for many feels like, oh, gambling. It's not. When you know what you're doing, you can feel like you're in control. You can track it. You, you know exactly what's going on at any moment. And again, the education on traditional finance, um, it, it like the education from DeFi just pours into traditional finance. So if you want to check that out, again, that's CryptoLabsResearch.com. Really appreciate you, and I'll see you in the next episode.